0: Nowadays, we are playing the game of guess whether no means no or yes with our youngest. No is the default answer to about everything. We get no followed by nodding. No followed by a cunning smile and running away. No followed by intense crying when the no was taken as a no. We get no and then mm mm-hmm. And when we take that as a yes, we're back at no again. A lot of the time, I think the youngest doesn't even know if it's actually a no or a yes. It's cute though. Sometimes when I ask, for example, do you want to go read a book? And the youngest yells, no, while running off to find a book we can read. (laughs) I find it fascinating how much they understand at such a young age. The development is speeding away, and while trying to take in and treasure as much as I can of this no stage we're at, I also look forward to more words and hopefully a bit easier communication in the time to come. Hi, I'm Sole, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. I want to start out by saying that I'm so humble and grateful that I'm able to sit here and vent about my life problems and struggles while other people in other parts of the world are fighting for their lives. The contrast is extreme. And I can't even in the slightest comprehend how that must be like. I'm heartbroken that humans have it in them to hurt and kill other fellow humans War and soldiers killing soldiers is one thing. But the headless and premeditated killings of civilians and children... also. Oh, it has to stop. I'm not throwing myself into the debate here. I'm urging those who can to help. Help by donating or raising money. Help by being a fellow human being. Help by spreading love. Help by smiling to the next person you meet. A small act of kindness goes a long way. And by intentionally giving that smile, offering to help, donating money, meet hate with love, we are contributing to moving the world in the direction of love and hopefully peace. Thank you. I'm sorry about my voice. I think I'm about to lose it to my new cold. So I figured I should record now before it goes so that I get this one out this week. I actually changed topics last minute this week because I couldn't find inspiration to write about what I had planned. And I've been dealing with something that's been bothering me just about since I started this podcast. Hopefully, making an episode on the topic might help get it out of my system. So, I used to be a perfectionist, and in a lot of ways I still am. I just don't want to call myself that, so I try and use the term recovering perfectionist. I got that from the Hidden Brain podcast episode called Escaping Perfectionism with guest Thomas Curran. If you haven't listened to Hidden Brain before, I warmly recommend it. Oh, and uh, uh, no paid partnership or advertisement. I'm just a fan. Anyways, being a lifelong, um, well, for uh, simplicity, let's just say perfectionist for now. Being a lifelong perfectionist makes it hard to break out of that pattern. It almost feels like something bad is going to happen if I don't do things perfectly. And that might sound like OCD, but I'm pretty sure I don't have that. I'm really working on overcoming this. And doing this podcast is sort of helping, I think. Because I don't have time or skills or time to require skills to make it perfect. So... Every week when the podcast is published, I kind of get the feeling of, yep, that's it. I'm done. No one will listen to this. It's basically garbage. Why am I doing this to myself? Luckily, there are still people listening so far. Thank you. But the feeling doesn't go away. I'm so set on wanting it to be good now that I've almost stopped enjoying the process of it. And I get the same thing when posting on Instagram. I hit share, and it's like I'm falling into a bottomless hole. Every single time. And you might laugh at me having such a hard time with something so trivial that I, to be fair, put upon myself. And that's okay. I stand by that laughter is good, even though it might be at my expense. I kind of laugh at myself too. More like laugh, crying, maybe. But yeah, it has proven to be more of a challenge than I anticipated. All the thoughts of not being good enough, or funny enough, if I'm trying to be funny, or not being smart enough about my brand doing uh, air quotes here, because I don't really have a direction yet, and I'm figuring everything out as I go. Those thoughts are banging me over the head as I'm falling down the hole. Shortly said... I'm overthinking it. Why don't you just stop then, you might ask. Trust me, I've considered it every week since starting this podcast. But when I manage to not overthink and get into writing flow and let all of those what others might think about me thoughts be, I actually enjoy the process part of it. As I've talked about in an earlier episode, I enjoy the creative process writing is, and I feel like I'm growing a little bit every time I reflect while writing. And the thought that someone out there might find inspiration or help or comfort in listening to this fills me with warmth and excitement. And then it's easy to keep going, or easier is probably more accurate to say. This is incredibly rewarding for me in so many ways. And even though I struggle with the perfectionism and overthinking now, the upsides of doing this still weigh heavier than the downsides. And eventually I will get the hang of it and become more comfortable doing it. And I will get to a place where I manage to overthink at least much less. <laughs> and not having to fight an inner battle for every little decision I'm making. I try and remind myself that this is a process, not a flick of a switch. I must anticipate setbacks, hard times, and hard work. But that gives me the opportunity to learn and grow. If I zoom out now, I can think of the perfectionism and overthinking as something to be grateful for, Because without them, I wouldn't have the opportunity I now have in front of me. The opportunity to learn from my journey of recovering from perfectionism. The opportunity to shift my thinking patterns and grow out of the hold that overthinking has on me now. This week, I've been really hard on the I don't want to do this anymore thoughts. And it's not only because of the perfectionism and overthinking. It's also hard to see that I'm not reaching out to many people yet. And this is a bit difficult to admit to as well. I didn't think the numbers would be that important to me, honestly. Maybe it's because I care about this so much. I'm extremely grateful for my recurrent listeners, and my heart goes out to you every week. I know Growing an audience and gaining followers when you're a nobody is difficult, and it takes time. And I haven't exactly made things easy for myself, wanting to do this, but not wanting to show my face. I'm not good at asking for help. Actually, I by default think I have to manage everything by myself. Even the possibility that I can ask for help doesn't naturally occur to me. But then I finally thought, I've been pushing myself in so many other parts of my life now. Why can't I push myself a bit on this as well? So here I am, asking for help. If you're listening to this, (laughs) which you obviously are, (laughs) I would be so grateful if you could press pause. Not yet though, I'll tell you when. And then think of two to three people in your life that you might think will like or benefit from this podcast and recommend it to them. A lot to ask, I know, but I hope you will do this for me, even though I don't have any way of repaying you. All I want is to reach out to as many as I can, and I need your help to do that. Okay, please come back when you've hit pause, which you can do now. Welcome back. (laughs) Okay, that was a bit awkward to (laughs) record. It didn't seem that (laughs) that awkward when I wrote it. (laughs) So, um, I will also ask another small favor of you. If you haven't already, will you consider following my Instagram account as well? It's called uh, mypath2, in one word, underscore self-love. You'll find it in the show notes as well. I have no idea how the algorithms on their work, but I reckon more followers will contribute to more people discovering the account. It's worth a try. (laughs) And I would also love it if you will message me and introduce yourself. I'd really love to connect with you who's listening to this. But no pressure. (laughs) Thank you for being here. I mean it. Thank you. The other day I was wondering how other people, especially parents, are able to get so much content out on social media, like several posts a day. What the fuck? And here I'm talking about those who obviously are side hustling or making a living from social media. They still have kids though. But then I realized that firstly, they know how it works so they don't use all day figuring out how to. Secondly, they probably plan out some of the content in advance. And thirdly, and this is the take-home message for me in this context, they are probably not overthinking everything and struggling with both wanting to be perfect and working on not being perfect at the same time. It's so tiring and time-consuming when my default brain kind of goes... Oh, how I love doing this. Moving that text just a pixel to the left. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why my default brain has that kind of voice. (laughs) Anyways, uh, my recovering perfectionist brain goes, you move that text right back. It doesn't need to be perfect. We are aiming at good enough. And will you just stop looking for the perfect music already? There is no such thing as perfect. Yeah, I've got inner dialogues like that going all day. Not only related to social media posting and working on the podcast, I also get it while cleaning, folding laundry, shuffling snow, (laughs) writing by hand, braiding hair. The list goes on and on and on. A lot of the time I'm sort of compassionately pushing myself to be sloppier just as a practice so that I train my brain to tolerate gradually more sloppiness and showing myself that the world doesn't end just because I didn't fold the towels identically. And here I want to add that I actually enjoy folding the towels and everything else as perfectly as I can. Then I really enjoy myself, believe it or not. Quite sad, right? But I've come to terms with my weird preferences for what having a good time might be like for me. In our house, it's almost like a loving gesture when my partner carries the clean, unfolded laundry from the basement and leaves it for me. (laughs) And now I'm picturing people going, What? Isn't it nice how we all are different and weird in our own ways? Some may be more than uh, others. While I'm talking about laundry, it's a good opportunity to highlight another aspect of perfectionism that I struggle with so much. And that's procrastinating. It can be a typical side effect to perfectionism. I often put off starting on tasks because it gets too overwhelming. I want to do it perfectly, but when I can't see how I'll get through it or how to tackle it, or it's just a lot of work so it will take a lot of time to get through, the overwhelm kicks in and it's so much easier to just not start. And before I got more insights into what perfectionism really is, I actually thought that I was downright lazy and that there was something else wrong with me. I told myself that I wasn't smart enough or clever enough or that I didn't have what it takes. Now I know that most of this can be explained by perfectionism and having a mindset that only focused on what I couldn't do. I'm working hard on changing that mindset. Um, And I guess more on that in a later episode. Also, every task I do start but don't manage to finish in one go, it's a very high probability that I don't finish those tasks. Not really talking about small everyday stuff here, but bigger tasks. Of course, I also procrastinate those everyday tasks as well. Like folding laundry. I love doing it, but it's the getting started part that's challenging. So where more normal people have their clean laundry waiting to be folded for days because they don't want to do it, I have our clean laundry waiting to be folded for days because I don't manage to start. Wanting to do it perfectly is both nice because I like doing it my way and a curse because it makes me feel overwhelmed before I get started and I easily get overwhelmed when having several tasks hanging over me at the same time. It might be small and easy tasks but summed up they make me feel like I don't know where to start and I feel like I have to multitask to get through and I know so well that multitasking isn't doing me any favors. So What I do when the task overwhelm gets over me is to find my way to the words, start where you are. And when I say those words to myself or thinking them in my head, it's easier to get to those deep breaths and calm state of mind. From there, I usually manage to follow up on those words. Take laundry, for instance. I tell myself that I'll just start from the top. And if I don't manage to finish it all in one go, it's okay. Doing a little is better than doing nothing. And often I find that when I just get started, it's so much easier to continue. Start where you are also reminds me that I can't expect to achieve something that at the moment is unrealistic. I don't have to master that right away which I, by the way, have thought that I should be able to all my life. But what I can do is to start on my path towards that, whatever it is that I can't do now. Just take the first step in that direction and keep on going. And someday I will be able to do it as well. So what I've done is hanging different new meanings and thoughts on the start where you are sentence so that when I say the words to myself, they set my new thought patterns in motion. And this is consistent work over time, as with most or all mental work. Eventually, I only have to say, start where you are, and everything I've been working on and hanging on that sentence happens by default. The reward of getting started on something is great for me. I don't often get the feeling of mastery because I tend to set the bar so high up for myself. But when I manage to start on a task, I now tell myself that, hey, this is so much better than doing nothing. Now I'm at least on my way to finishing something. And then the reward of actually finishing something is incredible. Even if it's just folding and putting away laundry. The number of projects I've started that are unfinished is probably closer to three figures by now. The number of books I've only gotten into like a chapter or two or the handcrafts projects, some of them almost as good as finished, are just piling up. I feel ashamed and, to be honest, overwhelmed when thinking about it. But I use my new setting the bar low sentence To overcome the overwhelm and just start where I am. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you like this, please subscribe. I would also be forever grateful if you would recommend it to a friend. Hopefully you already did. (laughs) And before I go, I want you to remember something I easily forget. You're worthy you're lovable you matter just as you are so until next time sending you lots of love